0: stand up and sing along with us.
1: we do here and everyone who is here to you that we might honor and glorify you and bless each one here tonight and in your name we pray amen Beyond the Christmas spirit,
2: which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his (coughs) wife. Merry Christmas.
3: Christmas. My name is Michelle LeBeau, and I oversee community life here at the church, and it's a pleasure to have you with us tonight. And seeing as tomorrow (laughs) is the day that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thought it only appropriate to have some people come up and share what Jesus, what having faith in Jesus means to them. So I'd like to start with Matt and Lauren Porcio. Come on up. Matt and Lauren have been members of our church for several years. And Matt, let's begin with you. What does having faith in Jesus mean to you? Um,
2: having faith in Jesus, first and foremost, I think comes to mind is salvation. The Bible, as we all know, clearly states that those who accept Jesus in their lives and acknowledge him as the son of God, um, you know, offers that eternal life. So I think that that's key uh, for our family. And then also as a foundation for our family as we raise our kids to try to live by um, Jesus' principles that he teaches in the New Testament. Awesome. And Lauren, what about you? Um, well, I think my faith in Jesus uh, first really means hope in all stages and Seasons of your life and right now the season of my life is uh, being a mother to two small kids and so Just having that faith. I feel confident in the way that we're raising our children knowing that I'm doing what's really best for them and giving them a good example Thank you so much
3: (laughs) Before we go on turn around and wave at the camera to all the people out in our Christmas cafe Woo! (laughs) They are all with us in spirit as they're out there enjoying the service on the big screen. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth
2: So they hurried off
3: and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who had heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child... He was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Well, I'd like to invite another couple up to share with us now, Greg and Lisa Whitney. (laughs) Come on up. (laughs) And um, the question that I'd like to ask you is, what difference has Jesus made in your life?
2: Uh, Since this is the spur of the moment, I'm always (laughs) excited to talk about Jesus because it's made a huge difference in my life with my wife, and especially in her circumstances and her taking on cancer and our faith and our trust, and uh, to have our whole family here tonight, um, truly a blessing to us.
3: Wow. I don't think I can follow that up. (laughs) Wow. It has been a trying year. Most Everyone knows that I have stage four, but that's not the, the most important thing. The most important thing is not to look at your circumstances, but really focus on Christ. And Christ has given and made me feel more alive now than I've ever felt my whole life. My relationships are better. I have a better relationship with my children, my husband, my family, my friends. And I've had an amazing relationship with Christ and the support team that I have from all my soul sisters that are here tonight as well. Thank you so much.
1: It must be... you Whoa. Uh, let's give another wave to the folks out there uh, at the Christmas Cafe. Uh, they are looking really good out there, too. I went out there to look at them, and I will tell you a secret why they look so good. They're watching NFL highlights, they are drinking <laughs> hot chocolate, they're making s'mores, some of them are smoking cigars, it's, it's just out of control, out of there. they're having a good time, and we uh, are delighted to be in here, and them there, and all of us together. Uh, because we're gathered here in Jesus's honor. Uh, he is the center of our attention tonight. He's the center of our attention. Uh, you know, in a holiday, uh, like we're in, where there's so many moving parts, the center of my attention can very quickly be everything that isn't working. I had, I had a bit of that today. We've had a bit of that tonight. We hope to have no more of that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or for the rest of the holiday, right? It's a holy day, not just a holiday, it's a holy day. But you see, that's possible. It's possible to make him our attention because ultimately he changes how we see life. He changes how we see life. And because of that, and this might blow your mind hearing me say this, but because of that, when I look at you, I see Jesus. When I look at you, I see Jesus. And it's true. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not, I'm not even setting you up for a joke. I had, I had a joke I was going to say, but I'm not going to tell you the joke. I'll tell you the joke. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, often in our culture, we're hardened to God. And we, we, instead of seeing Jesus, we say things like, Jesus. We say Jesus, but we don't see Jesus. And tonight we want to see Jesus. And I can say this, uh, I, can say, I can say that I see Jesus when I see you, uh, not because you're perfect. Uh, we all know in our heart of hearts far from it. Uh, I can say it because he's perfect. I'll let that sink in. When I see you, I think of Jesus. I see Jesus. And it's not because you are perfect or I am perfect. It's because he is perfect. He's perfect for you. He brings out the best in you. And it must be the light of his presence. You glow in the light of this place, but your life really begins to glow in the light of his presence. Because he is perfect in spite of the fact that we are not. And so when I look at you, I see someone whom Jesus loves and for whom Jesus died whether you believe in him or not, he loves you and he died for you. When I look at you, I see someone wanting to believe that what we celebrate tonight includes them because some of us sitting here tonight think, you know what, it probably includes everybody here but me because the things I've done or the things that I'm doing make me ineligible to be part of who he is in this place and what he's doing among these people. But I want to assure you that what we celebrate tonight includes you and even you looking at yourself and you would look at yourself and say Jesus I need help and you wouldn't be talking to Jesus about it you'd just be frustrated with your situation but I'm saying to you that you are welcome here and it's important that you be here because when I look at you I see Jesus and how much he loves you and wants you to know that love to set you free I see someone who perhaps doubts whether God has room for them in his house, and I can assure you, his house has many rooms. It's big enough for everybody who comes in his name. There's a secret word you have to know when you come into his presence, and all the doors open. It's this word, Jesus, Yeshua, properly spoken. When I look at you, I see someone who is honest about their need for God and also honest about their doubts about God. Some of the strongest among you tonight who, are, who know the Bible backwards and forwards, who are walking in Christ daily, are the first to say, and I have so many questions. I have so many doubts. But you come to understand that doubts aren't the end of your faith, but the growing edge of your faith. When I look at you, I see someone who has experienced God's grace and is absolutely blown away by it. You're saying, oh my gosh, it is so good. It's just almost too good to be true, but because I've experienced it, I know it's true. (laughs) Would you have been here several years ago saying what you said tonight? The grace of God has been real in you, and in you, and in you, and in you, and in you. And we can go around the room and say, yeah. And we'd find out something that we all have in common. We'd all say, I thought I was the only one who was blown away by his grace in my life. I thought maybe everybody else felt so good about their life that they say, well, yeah, of course I have God in my life. And he's lucky that I'm in his life. But no, for those of us who've experienced his grace, which is every single one of us, we say it is mind-boggling. Whatever you give me for Christmas is just uh, icing on the cake because I've got the main meal. When I got His grace. When I look at you, I see someone who's willing to go up against the grain of this world to follow God. You won't be shouted down, you won't be counted out. You keep standing for Him. You keep walking forward in His name. With grace, with with obedience, with humility, with confidence, and somehow it gets lighter and better wherever you go. When I look at you, I see someone who has a capacity to meet some of the world's big needs. A friend of mine, whenever he gets nervous, buys himself really nice cars. Every dealer of exotic cars in San Diego has him on speed dial. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And one time he was very uptight. and He said, Steve, I'm I'm so anxious. I think I'm going to buy a car. And he said, is that okay? I said, yeah. Who's it for? (laughs) He said, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, okay. And this guy, in a wonderful way, is meeting some of the big needs in the world. Because he's come to understand that it's not his money. He's simply a good steward of what God has entrusted to him. When I look at you, I see someone who's learning to go the extra mile in living and loving like Jesus. It's so against your nature, it shocks you and everybody who knows you. But he's calling out of you something that is so much more durable and powerful and sustainable and almost unexplainable, except for when they start talking about the Lord. Then people go, wow, I didn't know it worked that way. Maybe it could work that way for me too. When I look at you, I see someone who will be the tangible presence of Jesus in someone else's life. Because you've earned the right to be heard by simply being alive in him. It's not your fancy arguments, your clever words, and and, and the way you come back to somebody's uh, defenses against God. But rather just the way you bring his presence with him wherever you go. And people say, okay, I want to know what it is. And why it is that you know him the way you know him. Is that unique to you or is that something I could experience too? When I look at you, I see someone who has big hopes and dreams and wonders if God is leading you. Are these just my big hopes and dreams? God, are you in this? I see someone who's facing hard times and wonders if God is with you tonight. In the middle of your hard times, you're wondering, God, are you really with me? Are you really for me? Am I being foolish thinking that you're with me in this horrible situation? When I look at you, I see someone who has done everything right and wonders where they went wrong. They say, God, is this a bad joke? Or are you trusting me to grow in and through this difficult circumstance because you're gonna show me how faithful and powerful you are? So that's why I can say when I look at you, I see Jesus. When I look at you, I really truly see Jesus. I think of Jesus. When I look at you, I see someone for whom God moved heaven and earth to make it possible for you to see him by the light of his glorious kingdom. No longer obscured by the darkness of this world. Therefore, I look at you and I see Jesus. And my prayer for you, as it is, my prayer for me this Christmas, is that you would see you as Jesus sees you. So, Lord Jesus, that's our prayer, that we would see you as you are, that we would see clearly what you've done and why you've done it. We would see clearly what you're doing and that we can be a part of it. And Lord, in that process of looking at you, may we start to see ourselves as you see us, as unique, unrepeatable miracles of your handiwork, as objects of your grace and love. So much so that not only did you come into this world as a vulnerable baby, you Gave your life on the cross for this world. Is certainly the most powerful person who's ever walked the planet. For that we give you honor and glory and praise on this auspicious night. And so we pray this in Jesus' name and his honor for his sake and ours. Amen.
0: Are brightly shining, it It is a night of of our dear Savior's birth. Long Long lay the world in sin and error, error till he appeared and the soul.
3: Amen. That was beautiful. Well, the ushers will be coming forward in just a moment to receive our Christmas offering. But first, may I just say that if you are visiting us tonight for the first time or you're here with family and you'd like to learn more about our church, please take a moment to fill out that Connect With Us pad in the seat pocket in front of you. And if you give us your email address, we'll just start informing you of all that's happening in the life of this church. We would love to get to know you and help you get connected here. Also, if you have anything this evening heavy on your heart that you would like us to lift up to the Lord in prayer, we have 100 people on our prayer chain, and they are waiting to be praying for you this week. If you simply write out your prayer requests on those pads, the prayer pads, and you place those either in the offering basket or the little black box back there, and we'll be sure to email those out. Um, ASAP to our prayer chain so you'll be receiving prayer. Let's pray for the offering. Heavenly Father we thank you for the abundant blessings you bestow upon us each and every day. Lord we are so grateful you have entrusted us with many things and we do want to be good stewards of all that you've entrusted to us. So we give back to you now in the spirit of giving. We give generously, sacrificially, cheerfully Because we know that in your hands, these gifts will be used to draw more people into a deeper relationship with you, trusting you as their Lord and Savior. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: We're going to be singing uh, Silent Night, and um, that means you need a candle. And here is the simple way to light your candle and not wear wax home with you tonight. So uh, when we start singing, I will light the, the Christmas candle, and, and then from that, that point on, I'm going to keep my candle like this. Once your candle is lit, do not go like that, unless it's over to somebody else, because you don't know do it on you but uh, do not move your candle. Once it's lit, just hold it like this and everybody else whose candle is unlit will then take the light from your candle and you will leave your candle like that, right? So we're gonna light this place up, uh, figuratively speaking. Uh, and then on the last verse, on the third verse, uh, we are going to together, uh, lift our candles, stay seated, but lift your candle high. And what, what that is, uh, that's, that's both an act of defiance, literally, that the the darkness does not have the last word. Satan does not have the last word because the Lord has come and the Lord reigns. And so we lift that candle to remind ourselves that, you know, uh, the darkness does not reign. The Lord reigns. And so it's also not just an act of defiance against evil and and darkness. It's also uh, a declaration of praise and honor and glory to the Lord who lives and whose light is the light of this world. And so that's what we end with. After we sing, uh, there'll be a benediction, a blessing. Uh, you'll extinguish a candle. And then as you leave, you can uh, drop your candles off at the back. So let's continue worshiping the Lord as we sing Silent Night. keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, even as his candle shines upon you. May you reflect his glory, the glory of the only Lord, God of gods, King of kings, the Savior of the world, who has come and will come again. May you walk in his life and in his light, both now and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May you and yours have a most blessed Christmas. Okay. Yeah, we-